Hello, hello. It is uh, Zach here along with Jonah. Hello. Back for another episode of Mondays with Mercy. And mm-hmm. this time we actually have written, we have a giant whiteboard in front of us. We've written out what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. in the last 10 minutes and figured out, you know. So we're very organized, you might yeah, say. Well, no. Right before this, we had a big discussion about stuff that we weren't actually going to be talking about during the podcast. But we could have just as easily put it in the podcast. So we realized we should start recording as soon as possible. And that's, yes. what, we, that's what, we, what we're doing now. Um, or you can get a premium subscription and we'll put uh, bugs throughout this entire apartment that we're in. And you can just listen in 24-7. It's not my apartment, it's Jonas, so I feel like that'd be fine. No. Uh, I guess not. I guess Jonas is not uh, down for that. Um, yeah, we'll just we'll just put up a poll on the Instagram and uh, yeah, we'll just let, do whatever y'all vote for. Let, let the people decide whether I should get bugged and let people record everything I do. America. America. So, but uh, speaking of America, um, you know, America recently banned TikTok. And that is our first topic of the day is TikTok. So personally, Jonah, I was on TikTok about a year ago and tried to drum up followers. And I had a couple that kind of took off and got in the tens of thousands. And then I kind of just died off. Um, oh, man. I also realized I was spending way too much time on TikTok. It's very addictive. So then I deleted it. But recently I heard that you weren't going to be able to re-download it. So I downloaded it again. (laughs) And then I went live immediately after and had like 180 viewers. And I was like, oh, I might get addicted to, you know, it again because that's cool that if you go live or whatever, you can talk to people, interact with them. So I just found it very interesting. So I might accidentally get re-addicted to TikTok now, even though it's quote-unquote banned. Man. I've never had TikTok, so... So what do you think about it being banned? I mean, obviously, it might not affect you oh, personally. Oh, I think I think I have a, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. But uh, for starters, uh, it being banned because it's 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 a, a Chinese asset is is both. For starters, I, I'm not the hugest fan of China and the the way they they deal with their people. I think they're very oppressive. But also, I think banning TikTok is kind of a kind of a, a weird. Like they're they're quite literally banning like an entire company, which is kind of unfair towards people who own it, including like Oracle that just purchased the uh, the uh, oh, what did they what exactly did they purchase the U.S. branch basically the, the U.S. branch. I mean that that would be unfair to them for purchasing that and then they just ban it outright. So, what what are your thoughts on? It? So I mean I kind of agree with some of the with most of the things you said, but also I think we should one hundred percent ban it, and I think we need to get more aggressive towards China because no, but. China has just kind of been a big bully of the world yeah. over the last decade. And America has kind of had a laissez-faire mm-hmm. uh, president, Congress. You know, you can you can blame both parties easily for allowing China to get to where it has in the South China Sea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, China and Indian, India relations aren't looking so hot. India banned TikTok first. And, I mean, that was due to a dispute. Um, something with an M was the place. But, you know, like 40 people got injured. I think the... In, India claims to have killed, you know, six Chinese and mm-hmm. not suffered any casualties, but that's questionable. Um, but I mean, with the with the thing going on with the NBA and like they had NBA training camps there that were abusive towards children, and the NBA won't speak out about it because China has a you know has them in a chokehold, and mm-hmm. you know with the the Muslim Uyghurs that issue, and then also um, you know we're we're producing things like Mulan, and which put China in a very good aspect, um, and you know Disney also you know they're in a stranglehold. When you start to follow the money and look where the money goes, you know, in terms of some of these major companies, it goes, uh, you know, some somewhat into China, but comes back tenfold out of China. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem is America has allowed China to become the economic powerhouse of today. And they're basically tied 
with us currently and are plant more than likely are going to surpass us, you know, within the near future. And finally, people are waking up to that. And I think that is in part thanks to Trump, who literally every third word out of his mouth is China. So, yeah. you know, when you start when you start looking at the stances we need to take on China, I think this is just a first step of many. Um, because originally Trump had a great trade deal with China, you know, it was going to be really, it was going to be better for us than it was for them, but it, it, it helped both, you know, mutualism, but with COVID coming out of China and the way that was handled and yeah, all they, the issues. They definitely handled that like a typical communist dictatorship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can't allow nations to be run the way China's running it, uh, which is with a iron fist. You know, yeah. we always talk about North Korea. China is not that far from North Korea. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's, it's quite literally next to North Korea. Yes. <laughs> it's also just smarter economically. If, if mm-hmm. North Korea wanted to pull off what China has done, it probably could while still being, you know, having the iron grip. It does. Yeah. So, you know, perestroika with Russia obviously saw the Russian economy blow up. And I think the Chinese kind of saw that and mm-hmm. took that model and used it to their benefit because they're capitalist communists, which yeah. just doesn't even go together. Yeah. Um, but that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I am, I'm kind of in full blown support of banning it, and I, I yeah. think we need to start taking more steps because I'm kind of uh, I, a little bit uh, nationalistic in terms of thinking, you know, in terms of military as well. Like we don't need to be the police of the world if the world is not going to pay us to be those police. You know, yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of people on the uh, left leaning side don't want us in wars and don't want us to be the police of the world. And then as soon as Trump says that they, they shift the other way, yeah. which is, is kind of confusing. But, um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, we should take a stronger stance. And I think this is a good step, but I mean, Oracle bought it. And if Oracle's, you know, behind it all, and they're the ones, you know, looking at the information and keeping it safe, then I, I think TikTok will find itself back on the app mm-hmm. store. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. I think, I think one important thing to remember about TikTok is that even though it is uh, from China, it's, been used by a lot of people to spread social awareness about very important things including things about china like the what i found out about that the 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 muslim group that was being oppressed in china i can't remember their the name Uyghurs, yeah. the Uyghurs. i actually found out about them from seeing tiktoks of people spreading awareness about it mm-hmm. now stuff like that usually gets banned in china but spreading awareness in other countries is going to help people realize that china is very oppressive and uh needs to be handled mm-hmm. in a very uh in very quick and, and, and like like you said, with a, with a very strong stance. Yes, and I mean, I think of Teddy Roosevelt, uh, carry a big stick. Speak softly, yes. but carry a big stick. Yes, I lost oh, yes. that quote hard. <laughs> but yes, uh, speak softly and carry a big stick is definitely the way to go. I mean, we did that with nuclear weapons, you know. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever planned on using the nukes because once they were used, everybody was dying. So mm-hmm. nobody planned on using the nukes. But they had them there just to be like, hey, look at this, you know. So, and other countries are kind of the same way, although some in the Middle East, I think, do plan on using them, yeah. sadly. Yeah. Um, which is, is why the Iran nuclear deal just blows my mind. And that's why Trump went in and renegotiated, well, quote-unquote renegotiated, basically just killed it. Um, so I kind of agree on those terms. Uh, see, there's one thing about, you know, if you, you can look at Trump's economy, you can look at Trump on social issues, you can look at all that. Mm-hmm. You know, some of that's good, some of it's bad. His foreign policy is probably the highlight of his uh, tenure so far as president. And not that many people even know. That's why he was recently nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, um, because he's done a lot of stabilization of, um, um, what do you call it, relations between Arab and uh, Judaic countries, such as Israel and United Arab Emirates, Mm -hmm. uh, amongst other lines. You know, he stabilized 
basically what the Middle East, you know, Obama came in and started carpet bombing like seven countries yeah. at the same time. Started drone striking uh, innocent families. Yeah, and I mean, he, he somehow 11 days into his presidency won the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm-hmm. Trump comes up with these historic peace deals. There's no way he's going to get it. There's no way. And I remember reading a news article, and the start of the article, well, I didn't read it, sorry, I heard it from another source. They said the start of the article read, alt-right, um, it, it, it described the person who nominated him as basically alt-right that nominated him. But he's basically just a conservative dude, you know, um, who is in a position to nominate in another country. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why would you start the article out as alt-right? Why wouldn't you just say who it is, and people can research him on their own? We don't. Yeah. We don't start, you know... Talking about Obama by going, well, you know, oh, the, the alt-left's leader, Obama, you know, they, yeah. you don't do that. You just don't do that. You say he was nominated by, you know, I forgot his name, but something French, so I don't know, Mario. Uh, so he, he was he's nominated by Mario, and, you know, and then you go into the article rather than he was nominated by the alt-right Mario. You know, you just don't do not do that, you know. So you, you can see the, the, the bias that, that's already pouring in. Confirmed, Mario is fascist. I mean, you can tell by the mustache. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, in terms in terms of TikTok being bought, I think we'll see it on the App Store. I mean, people have built livelihoods on there, mm-hmm. and I think that would just, you know, I think TikTok will be a mainstay of social media for a long time to come because we don't have something similar in terms of, you know, Vine. That's why it blew up, because uh, originally it was just taken over by older people preying on kids, basically, mm-hmm. for money and views. Yep as bite dance or whatever we lip sing and dance now it's an actual it's actual social media for all ages except for old people that do the weird stuff on there yeah that, the weird stuff well it's not it's not bad it's just weird they, they because they'll be like well hi there like if you were my girl i'd you know do this or whatever and it's you know 60 year old people and then there's all these mothers who are like oh commenting oh don't tell my husband george but you really tingled my mingled you know or whatever Whoa. and it's it's weird yeah jonah you don't have tiktok <laughs> so you haven't been exposed to some of this but <laughs> it gets it gets pretty pretty strange pretty strange on the on the range so um but yeah that's you know that kind of summarizes tiktok and you know tiktok is obviously very connected to china so when you look at tiktok and think oh it shouldn't be banned think about what china's doing to its people and think about how you can use psychology to sway entire nations and you know obviously china has used tiktok twitter some of these other major social medias to sway like things. a wechat wechat mm-hmm. um and you know it's funny because we always talk about the russians i fear china much more than i do russia yeah I don't think Russia is that powerful because everyone was like, oh, Putin's going to, you know, do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. That man hasn't done crap because he knows he can't, mm-hmm. you know. Now, China, on the other hand, has pushed the buttons of many nations and has gotten away with it because of how big and strong they are becoming at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, they ate up the world's supply of concrete and steel for a decade. Mm-hmm. So that's scary. And it's another thing that's important to remember is the reason they have so much force they do is because they're, they're, uh, they're really developing in their uh, their cyber area mm-hmm. nowadays too, along with their economic area. Because wars nowadays can't just be fought with with big guns and, and tanks anymore, you know. And that's and a lot of countries aren't quite up to date with China on that. And why fight a war when you can just have the people of that country like kill the country themselves? Yeah, I mean, which I feel is happening in America. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see it. Like, that's the thing is, people people are like, oh, we're being manipulated by our politicians. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> we're being manipulated by another country. Because if we were just being manipulated by our politicians, all the politicians would get richer. 
while America also would get richer, but they would just want to stay on top. Instead of that happening, we see, you know, burning down the country and all this kind of crap. Why would you want to tear down your own country? That is the dumbest thing ever. You literally live in it. You literally live in it. If anything, you want to make it better. I mean, I go by, um, I forgot. I had, wish I would have brought my backpack. I think it's called Kinsey. No. Kinsey. I don't know. Something like that. It's a Japanese word for continuous improvement. And um, it's basically, you always look for something better. You know, if there's a process that works, there's probably a way to make that process more efficient, faster, less waste, reusable. Um, you know, that's that's the Japanese model. And if you look towards that, instead of doing that, we're just saying, oh, is this racist? Yes, no. Well, what decides racism? Well, the definition of racism is discriminating, you know, based off characteristics. And at this point, we've said if you use certain certain words or you just look at someone the wrong way you're automatically racist which just doesn't lead to continuous improvement that just leads to continuous fighting so that's just strange to me that we wouldn't just think oh let's build up the community instead of let's build up the community to be better we say we just need to burn it down Mm -hmm. and then do what you don't have a community anymore you're just gonna have to rebuild what you already had now you're at the same problem because you just had to rebuild what to to get back to that point Mm -hmm. well we're at that point let's go higher than that point but Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a little, that was a little monologue rant. Yeah, but well, I, mean, I mean, it happens. We we get uh we get uh passionate. Yes, we get very yes. passionate, like passion fruit, you know. Yeah, uh, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't like passion fruit. Well, have you ever had? Um, I bet, I bet you do like these. You ever have those little oranges? The little cuties? The like the cuties? Yeah, they're the like, little, they look. They're called yeah. I think the, they're called little cuties. Yeah, the little cuties. Yes. Oh, I, that actually brings us. Yeah, to, that brings us to the next to, topic. Uh, our next topic, you know, um, which is. Cuties, which was a, uh, I don't think it was a Netflix original, but it was a, a French movie mm-hmm. that Netflix put a very explicit poster out for that everyone got mad about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. in terms <laughs> of in terms of cuties, though, what people were getting mad about was the way they were dressed because I think they're all eleven or even maybe even younger than that. Um, the premise of the movie, it was, it would have made a better book because it was actually trying to push the conservative idea of living by showing you how sexualized our culture has become and how that is impacting the younger generation. And then it basically, by the end of the movie, which I did not watch it, I, I, Ben Shapiro watched it for me and just kind of told me, you know, the storyline is she gets st- like she doesn't understand the sexualization. So she but then she gets to a point where she realizes it. And then by the end of the movie, she dresses up conservatively and like she's OK with being, you know, having her innocence as a child not stripped away and be living that conservative lifestyle um, because uh, she just didn't realize how, how sexualized everything was. So it's basically trying to point to we have sexualized our culture so far that even our children at that age are that bad. Then like basically our culture is just going to lead to sex is the only thing mm. um which i mean a lot of people who you like have lived in our 60s 70s 80s think we're at that point now which yeah. we're not uh, we we've definitely come very far from where we were originally mm-hmm. um but yeah so it has a good message just fairly poor execution yeah just that one poster kind of it almost the poster almost seems to to miss the point of the movie mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes it look like, oh, these little 11-year-old girls are going to twerk and dance for you the yeah. whole movie. Um, which is, the point of the movie is to be so disgusting that mm-hmm. it makes you, it's like a shock factor. It makes yeah. you think, it makes you realize. But at the same time, you know, pedophile George doesn't care about that. Yeah. And is probably like, oh, 
nice. You know, mm-hmm. so you have to be careful about how you how you present it. That's why I'm saying it would be a better book because you can't, there's no, you know, not a picture book, sure, but just, you know, a novel or something, which it might be, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I think the, the message was good, the execution was poor, and then Netflix just took it to a whole other level of poor mm-hmm. because the poster used for France and other countries was different than the one used for America. Yeah. So, and it wasn't nearly as bad. It was them just dressed up as kids, like, walking down the street, I think. And then the one in America was them posing, like, full-grown women cheerleaders, basically. So, sad part is I see that there's really good reviews for the movie, too, for people who watched it. Yeah. It's, 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 I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know what to think. Well, I know I'm not going to watch it because I've already heard, you know, it's been spoiled. No, but, oh, I mean. <laughs> But also, I'm just not into that genre of movie right. as well. So, you know, um, I don't think many people are going to watch it other than for the artistic value, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, do I think Netflix deserved the flack it got? Yes, for the poster originally. But the, the flack should be change the poster, not take down the whole movie. Yeah, right. Once you understand what the movie is actually about. Right. Because um, a lot of people look at surface level and then attack. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know. Um, social media news and stuff is so powerful because right. you just read the headline and whatever the headline reads, people believe. You know, mm-hmm. go with it. So that's true. Yeah, cuties definitely, uh, definitely sparked up there for a moment. But I mean, it's basically dead in the water now. Mm-hmm. Except, uh, except maybe in other countries. I don't, I don't really know. How I mean, after America, they're probably not put in other <laughs> countries. That's true. So thanks a lot, America. I've ruined something yeah, else. Thanks, America. Gonna say, what a disaster. Thanks, Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, it's one, one disaster. Well, <laughs> yeah, so thanks, Obama. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Trump. Well, people can't say thanks, Trump, because even though thanks, Obama would generally be towards something negative, if you say thanks, Trump, you will have about five blue-haired Voldemorts hone in on your position and destroy you with um, feminism, lenism, and then that gives you an aneurysm in your brain, you die. Or you'd say thanks, Trump, sarcastically, and all the people around you who are very liberal will say, yeah, Thanks, Trump. And then, then you got and them on video. Joking. And then when you show them that video, they'll they'll just their heads will explode. Yeah. Because they're like, I never said thanks, Trump. Then what is this? And they'll be like, oh no. <laughs> so be very interesting. That would be interesting. But yeah. But you know, uh I think that the election was a uh, you know, disaster for mm. a lot of people in terms of their, their mental state. Because we have seen some people just I mean, I think even Republicans, you know, if we were to lose, it would be a disaster for some, but I think it was a lot more disastrous for liberals, you know, Hillary mm-hmm. versus Trump kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. blew up a couple couple yeah. of people. And the important thing to remember is that Hillary had the popular vote back in Clinton versus Trump. Very true. Just remember that for when Joe Biden is leading in the polls. Yeah, and I think Hillary had a much, much larger lead in the polls. I mean, I think she had a 92 or 97% chance to win. Every news outlet was saying that. Mm-hmm. And then Trump came out here and said, hey, how's it going? <laughs> so I think there's still a silent majority. And I also believe that uh, we're probably going to see a bigger win this year than last year, in, in mm-hmm. my opinion, just because it's not because Trump got any better. It's just because they put forth a worse candidate than Hillary Clinton. I don't know how they yeah. managed to do it, but they did it. So mm-hmm. um, just just not even his policies, just cognitively speaking, <laughs> it's just, it's tough. And so. It's not like the other leadership got any better too. You still have Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Uh, and now the vice president is Kamala Harris. Did you, did you see the clip of Nancy Pelosi being interviewed the other day on, you know, stopping um, uh, the appointment of the 
sorry, the, the Supreme new, Court new uh, chair. So they, she, they, uh, he was interviewing her, and then he he paused. She responded. Then he asked her another question, and then uh, I think it was, "How do you plan on stopping the Republicans? Uh, do you plan on stopping them with another impeachment?" Which would just be ridiculous at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, she just pauses and goes, "Hello, such a nice Sunday." And then she went into answering the question, and everyone was like. What just what just what? happened? <laughs> it was very strange. Like it was one of the one of the stranger things I've seen <laughs> that leads me to believe maybe some of us aren't exactly humans. <laughs> some of us are just robots being controlled by uh, yeah. someone. I don't know who yeah. who would be the the leader of the liberal left state, deep state. Uh, Hillary Clinton, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Nancy Pelosi is pretty bad right now. Um, I don't know. Probably George Soros. I don't know. I don't know. Just, those know. are some of the common conspiracy theorist ones. Alex Jones is actually the leader, but he's Ooh. faking us out by saying crazy conservative things. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but yeah. And then um, recently, uh, the hurricane Hurricane Laura yes. happened. Yes, and that that's our next topic. Now there was a big you know fight about a statue in Lake Charles specifically, which was the hardest hit place by Hurricane Laura, about a statue. That was Confederate. It was a Confederate statue. Mm-hmm. And they had a vote on it, and they voted, ended up when the, the vote to keep it up won. Well, during Hurricane Laura, it got knocked down. Mm-hmm. And uh, funny thing is recently, and after Hurricane Laura hit, Lake Charles has gotten really no coverage in terms of the help that Houston got or anybody else got. Yeah. So we kept asking, help us, help us, help us. And then Chance the Rapper tweeted out something about that statue had fallen. He goes, mm-hmm. And then dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. I think that's all he tweeted out. Because was the article that said it. It was voted on to keep it, but Hurricane Laura knocked it down. And then people were like, oh, yeah, maybe Mother Nature is good. Maybe that hurricane did do some good. And the people of Lake Charles are sitting there begging for people just to notice that we've been completely and utterly destroyed yeah. for the majority. It's pretty bad down there. Yeah, and uh, and that's all we get. That's mm-hmm. the most famous person to tweet out anything about it, and it was about the Confederate statue. Mm-hmm. So that kind of just, it just shows you that, oh, we need these celebrities to help us. And it's like... Oh, well, they're not going to, you know. So you need to stop asking for celebrities' help and go to your neighbor and say, hey, I need some help, you know. Yeah. Get off Twitter and go do something. Um, some people started tweeting about that. I liked every single one of those tweets that popped on because I was sitting there going, I'm tired of people going, oh, we need the celebrities to save us. The celebrities aren't, you know, going to help you. Uh, they're not gods, which a lot of people make that mistake, it seems. Yeah. So, yeah, but... Yeah, that, that was kind of aggravating. But in terms of the damage, it was really bad. Luckily, my house didn't get hit too hard. We lost our fence. There were a couple of things here and there. Yeah, that's good. But that's good. we had just gotten our roof replaced, so it wasn't... Uh, so it held on better than basically anybody else's on the street, mm-hmm. unless they had also just replaced their roofs, which we had three or four houses who, within the year, had replaced their roofs. So it kind of worked out for those three or four houses. Our next-door neighbors got walloped. Oh, that's terrible. Because they're at the end of the street, and there's a big field, you know, and yeah. they kind of stop the damage from hitting our house. Um, they're like, hey, yeah, uh, you can uh, help with that. <laughs> Send a little, little money our way. No, nah. Um, but, yeah, that, that really helped out. But in terms of damage, yeah, it was like a bomb had gone off and mm-hmm. destroyed a bunch of Rose houses. Uh, so many poles were down. I don't think they had water in there for about a month, running uh, for some running water for some people. And then electricity was gone gone for a lot of people as well yeah it does like how long did it take for lake charles to get electricity back i think it honestly was quick well parts of lake charles got it back within a month i 
think at this point, which is about two months, I think most everyone has electricity. Yeah. So, I mean, that's still pretty bad. I mean, like, I know, uh, 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 Jonathan, his, his, he comes from Pineville. Mm -hmm. They didn't have power for like six days. I don't think, I don't think we had power for almost six days in Ruston. And we were hit by a cat one. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty bad. Like, w- here, we got uh, power back pretty quickly in my apartment, but that's just because we got a generator. I mean, most of Ruston, including all the traffic lights, were gone for gone a while. Down. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I do DoorDash, and I was I thought to DoorDash right after the hurricane because it said it was so busy. It was like a plus $5 mm-hmm. per, per order. So what I did was um, I started to drive out. On my left, there was a power line down. On my right, there was a tree down. So I went through this little neighborhood being like, oh, hopefully I can get out. And then I get out, and then I'm starting to drive around. All the stuff's closed, of course. Yeah. So I just kept telling DoorDash, oh, it's closed, oh, it's closed, oh, it's closed. So after the fourth place I told them was closed, which only took me a total of 15, 20 minutes, um, and you get half of the, uh, the the guaranteed amount in tip. So I made, I don't know, like, $35 within oh, heck yeah. 15, 20 minutes for telling them all the restaurants were closed and they shut it down because it would just be me yeah. running around telling them it's closed. Um, but right when I got to the Dairy Queen for the final one, I was telling them it was closed. I'm looking down at my phone to tell them it's closed and I hear, and I look up and there's just this giant tree about 30 feet away just, just falls. And I was like, oh, wow. Maybe I should get into a building or something. So, but yeah, that was a lot of damage and that was only a cat one that hit us mm-hmm. um here in ruston so we it's funny because my parents went from lake charles to ruston to come hang out here because the hurricane was supposed to do this weird curve thing um off into uh arkansas and and beyond mm-hmm. and instead it just went straight up the side and ended up hitting ruston because they went from lake charles to ruston and then we got they got hit again yeah so that sucked because they were you know they were tired of not having power so. yeah and then, and then they went to Livingston, Texas, which has the worst cell phone reception on planet Earth. Whack. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Um, yeah, I thought Livingston, I thought we would go, you know, Houston or something. And they were like, oh, there's no hotels. I look up that accept pets. And I look up hotels that accept pets. I find like 30 of them for about the same price we're paying for this hotel. And I was like, hey, let's go there. They're like, nah, we're here at this point. And I was like, it'd be so much better. So... But it is what it is. Now they know to evacuate to Houston whenever mm. hurricane comes by. Because Houston's actually cool. It's like, you know, it's like a little mini vacation while your house is getting destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's what a lot of people did. They went and took a vacation, you know, due to Hurricane Laura. A lot of people got off work. So they went and took a vacation, came back, realized, well, I should save that vacation money for house mm-hmm. repairs. But it's all good. Insurance. Um, so, yeah. But Hurricane Laura did a lot of damage. Um, and, you know, it took out uh, a lot of a lot of people's time you know if you're gonna spend time on school if you're gonna spend time at work uh a lot of people actually got furloughed due to the hurricane knocking out a lot of the plants uh, electricity uh things like that luckily my dad works for sasol which i think is basically one of the best chemical companies to work for because uh he didn't get furloughed didn't, didn't get laid off during the 08 recession um just never even had a concern they were gonna give a 10 percent pay cut because of covid mm. but that only went into place for a month and they came and then everything came back then on top of that, for this hurricane, he was kind of worried about it. Instead of even laying people off, anyone who worked in Lake Charles got a $2,000 help, relief help. So they sent him $2,000. So pretty great company, you know, and he's still getting paid full time and all that. So yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. good company. So, you know, they make a lot of money. <laughs> um, but yeah, they just finished like a $5 billion project 
in Lake Charles, and then a hurricane just came in and whipped them. So hopefully that yeah, yeah, five billion dollar stuff is still there. What What about that? Uh, that big leak, like the chlorine. Oh gas yeah, there's a huge chemical fire in uh, West Lake, and that's part of the reason people can go back to work. Um, I mean, it, it kind of went away, it got cleared up. So oh, that's that's good. That's good. We have a casino, and it, I, I think about it because I, when I saw the picture of the chemical fire and all the smoke it was causing, which was a lot, it looked like a volcano went off. Um, there's this casino that was in the picture, and mm-hmm. it's on on the river. It's one of those big river boats, and we have a bridge right next to it. Well, Hurricane Laura took that casino and shoved it in the middle of the bridge, and it got stuck there. It's Dang. pretty funny, because that bridge structure structural stability is like a seven out of one hundred, and that hurricane hit it. And so many people use that bridge every single day. <laughs> I'd probably say about, I'd probably say about a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand trips are made on that a day. Oh wow! So, because you got people from out of town crossing it and semi trucks, you've got people going to work, coming back from work, so that's two trips. Because mm-hmm. Lake Charles isn't small; it's about a hundred thousand people. So, and a lot of people go work at the plants. So you're yeah. you're seeing you know tons of traffic on that sucker. And it's got a seven out of one hundred rating. Hurricane just went through it. It's probably at like a three right now. Yeah. So I don't know. And a ship, you know, the riverboat smacked it down there. So, mm-hmm. but they can't replace it because if they try to replace it, how are those people going to get, you know, that, that just puts true. more stress on the other bridge. But we'll have to see because Louisiana has definitely some infrastructure problems. Oh, yeah. For sure. So definitely. But speaking of infrastructure problems, um, the courts make up a large part of the U.S. infrastructure in terms of making decisions. Uh, courts at this point, ugh, courts at this point impact our lives more than any other system of government. To be honest, because they make decisions on you know they made a decision on gay marriage mm-hmm. and they made a decision on abortion. They are starting to become the biggest impactor of life in America. Mm-hmm. Because what? What's something you remember that uh, has happened that came from the president um, or a legislator in the past, you know, that you can think of? Just anything. Just a decision or something. Just a decision. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know, like, the executive order that Trump signed to ban TikTok. But but I also know that – oh, wait, that's not related to that. I was thinking. I was when when you said that. I thought of a. Uh, 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 I saw an article where a Wisconsin judge uh, declared that the uh, the state could count ballots up to like six or nine days after the due date for them. Oh my gosh, which is which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Like that's such a like serious gap sort of thing to uh, to claim about the Constitution, um, and I don't know how they would be able to uh, to to. Like how the the legislature or the executive would be able to sort of fight against that, yeah. If the I court mean, were to rule that to be true, you just have to sue them or bring it to a higher court. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean exactly. So you you just mentioned you mentioned one thing from the president, and then you also went to a court thing. So that's kind of funny because yeah, definitely the courts are are deciding the path of America right now, mm-hmm. and that's why it's such a um, you know because obviously everyone knows about gay marriage and abortion. Yeah. Not everyone's even going to know about the TikTok ban. Mm-hmm. Like, pe- my, my parents probably don't even care. You know, they're just like, tick, 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 tack. I know tick tacks. You know, those came out when tick tacks. You know, they're pretty useful little suckers for good breath. They're pretty and useful. I'm, you know, make it with my wife. But, uh, whoa. But in terms of, you know, the importance of deciding the, the future of America, the courts are very important. Mm-hmm. And recently, uh, Ginsburg, who, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, 
passed away. Mm-hmm. And she basically was kind of being selfish because she was obviously on the decline. She would fall asleep or pass out during, uh, I think it was a play or I don't know what was happening. But she passed yeah. out and then she woke up and I think everyone applauded, which is kind of embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when you see someone on the decline like that, retire. Enjoy your life. You don't have to Just because you can power. be a Supreme Court justice for life. Doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you, you need sh- to die in the courtroom. Yeah, yeah, or or that you should in the first place. Because I mean, if you're sitting there literally struggling to not die, but you're only doing it just to make sure your position isn't filled, I'm sorry, but that that's pathetic. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't. It, it, that means your life was only about that. Like you're very yeah. one dimensional character, kind of, in, in the book of the world because. You know, you're just sitting there, oh, I don't want to die just so this certain person can't replace me because he's going to replace me with a conservative or a liberal. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, if I was if I was not a I, – I probably wouldn't even get towards death if I were on the Supreme Court because I would retire way before with amazing government benefits um, and a lot of money in my pocket. So I'd probably – you know, let's say I sat on there for 15, 20 years and I want to retire. Well, then I'll just retire. Like it, it's, it's up to me. I mean I'll probably have a lot of people whispering in my ear, hey, don't retire until, you know, there's a good president. And, you know, I probably wouldn't. But if I were five years away from death and I was like, I need to have those five years for myself and there wasn't a good president, I would do it just because, you know, that's not so that that's not selfish on your part for wanting to have time, more time with your family or get your things in order for five years. Mm-hmm. You know, go to Disney World one last time, whatever. Um, but she was just gung ho about stopping one individual. And that one individual is Trump. Mm-hmm. And I don't think her last words or last thoughts were at all about Trump. Yeah. But we have this. um the left who continues to say we need to you know respect her last wishes which i've heard this many a times where does it say you have to respect someone's last wishes in the constitution you know that's the Supreme court judge that's not how it works that's why we have a constitution a written document in telling us how to handle something like a supreme court george Mm -hmm. george judge (laughs) dying um pedophile george uh (laughs) he's a Supreme court judge now so there goes pedophilia (laughs) Like in California, they have a law now that like if there's a 10-year age difference, it lessens the penalty. So someone who's 24 could date a 14-year-old and I guess be good to go, you know? it's Well, that is not okay. That's not okay. California's going to... Yeah, you know, California is... Should it's just, burning right now. And, California you know, should just fall into the Pacific Ocean already. I think, I think it'll burn to a crisp and become ashes and float away it'll before burn. that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. But no, actually, you know, shout out to California. Like, y'all need, y'all need some help with them fires, so... Mm. Definitely get those fires under control. Hopefully, you'll stay safe. We'll be praying for you. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Republicans in California, you're not just kidding. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think everyone there, you know, definitely, you know, stay safe. Yeah. Um, drink, stay hydrated. It's very dry in California. I went to California once. It's very dry. Yeah, that kind of explains the fires. Um, you got fire. You got a uh, lack of water. It's, it's pretty bad. getting pretty bad there. Definitely. And actually, in my one of my classes today, my professor's. Uh, Dr. Kevin Watson said, there will be wars fought over water in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there going, that sounds so weird, but I, I've also read some dystopian novels that have talked about having wars over water, and it does make sense. So, yeah. But no, I think um, I think in terms of, uh, to kind of wrap this back in to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, the future, she's right. Uh, when you appoint a judge that's going to have a lifetime appointment, they can really sway things. Mm-hmm. And she's done that throughout her lifetime. She accomplished what she wanted. She she brought things more to the left, and you know that's what she wanted to accomplish, and congratulations, she accomplished that. She lived a great life. 
Um, she lived a, a fairly respectable life in terms of, you know, becoming a Supreme Court judge. She's very successful. I, I believe she had children. I believe her children are probably successful. And um, Trump even said, you know, she was an extraordinary woman that lived an extraordinary life. And all that is true. And Trump did say something nice about her, which yeah. is surprising. Um, but at the same time, the Democrats are now trying to say it was their last wish not to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And the Constitution doesn't, you know, yeah. we shouldn't do that in election year. There has been a record of 29 times of which a Supreme Court judge during election year has been nominated and I believe even confirmed. Um, Ten of those – so, well, 29 times that they've been confirmed. But that's only when the president and the Senate are of the same party. Mm-hmm. When the president and the Senate were of opposite party, that occurred ten times, and only one of those times was the judge confirmed before the election. Yeah. Well, the Republicans have the presidency and the Senate. See where I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus, a Democrat actually made it to where you need only 60 votes um, to confirm someone within the Senate. A Democrat did that. <laughs> So the Democrats have backed themselves into a corner and are now trying to use very fickle things to mm-hmm. stop it. You know, the news anchor said something about impeachment to stall. How is that even allowed? Yeah. Like, how can that even be a tactic? Oh, we're impeaching you because you're misusing the Constitution. There's precedent for this occurring. And it's so obvious that, you know, you, I mean, if the Democrats believe the Constitution was a malleable document, which they mm-hmm. do, um, we could be a completely different nation. You know, we could not even be called the United States of America. We'd be called Nancy Pelosi's Whoville or something. I don't know. She, you know, uh, she looks like a Whoville character. Why not name it Whoville? So it's just so strange that they feel the need to, they can't get things done. So they feel like they just have to break things and then rebuild them themselves instead of just saying, oh, well, this is actually a very good format. Yeah. Part of me, uh, almost dislikes that Trump gets to put uh, so many Supreme Court justices in during his presidency. But another part of me knows that uh, that, that there's no reason he shouldn't be able to. Because we all learn it in school that that's a part of the, the system of checks and balances. You know what I mean? The president gets to appoint uh, Supreme Court justices. So it's really kind of, it's unconstitutional. And you could even say un-American in a way that the Democrats are trying to uh, push for a stall until... Joe Biden gets elected, quote-unquote. <laughs> quote-unquote Joe Biden <laughs> as well. Um, but my, my thing about it is, is um, as well, like you said, Noah, a president being able to appoint a ton of judges is very dangerous. Yeah. But I think this is only the second judge, right? It's either his second or his third. I yeah, I know it's the second third. or the third, but I only remember Kavanaugh. Yeah, I remember Kavanaugh. Because they just tried to lampoon that poor soul. Yeah. And it was so funny because Time Magazine put his woman accuser on their magazine and everyone was like, oh, she's so strong. No one, literally people said that she was lying. Mm-hmm. The, like the people she said was there said, that's not true. And yet still we had months upon months of garbage testimony and whatever and just trying to slaughter this man on the on the stadium. Not stadium, sorry. On the pulpit? Wait. The bench. I don't know. Wherever he was, a chair. He was sitting in a chair. And another thing I noticed, I don't know if you've noticed about, about judges at least, but they tend to like be even, they tend to be the most moderate of all people in government. Like even Kavanaugh. I remember, I heard, I saw him, I don't remember the case, but it was very much a a Republican case. You know what I mean? It was very much. It leaned it, their way. Very much leaned towards the Republicans. But the judges struck it down at the Supreme Court, and Kavanaugh was one of the people who, who disagreed with it because he said it was unconstitutional. And so I think even if you do appoint 
another Republican judge, it's not going to be that big a deal because they're the ones who are in charge of the law and everything they say and do is supported by the law. So, yeah, and that's something that's kind of been funny is the is the uh, facts versus the alternative facts. The left at one point tried to bring up, oh, like the right uses all these alternative facts. It seems very strange that Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, some of these main people of the quote-unquote alt-right or just right in general or people on the right in general always say, well, let's look at the facts. Let's look at the context. And then people go, why do you need the context? These are his words. And it's like, well, have you – watch the news over the past you know decade even it's so clear that the words or the clips the sound bites are cut off or misused or misinterpreted yeah so you know once you claim context because i mean i was attacked by this because i've been in a i'm in a left-leaning friend group uh from back home and i was attacked when i said okay but what's the context of trump saying this mm-hmm. and then they were like oh i need the context well why does the right always need context and i've seen that's a big thing on the left is they're like why do we need context well, that kind of changes the meaning of things when you don't have contact. Yeah, like if I say, Jonah, I hate you, people go, oh, well, that's out of anger. But if Jonah just did a prank or something, and I'm like, Jonah, man, I hate you. It's clear that that is a loving statement versus an actual hateful statement. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's if true. Jonah... It's yeah. true, though. Zach does hate me, so... It is very true. That's why, you know, he's the person I do this podcast with. Yes. Because you got to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Of course. So that's how it's done. Um, but yeah, in terms of, uh, in terms of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I think Trump will nominate and I think there's a chance he could push one through. Um, and you know, the Democrats are going to try all hilly billy woozy lily mm. to, to not let that happen. And I think they're just going to look bad trying yeah. to, trying to cut it off, cut off the process because they were talking about Russia stealing the election. The Democrats have done nothing but use it as a scapegoat to do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they're like, what's the constitutionality of, of Trump's executive order? Well, Obama did some very unconstitutional things that people really don't even know about because the press just hails him as basically an angel. And it's like, yeah. you know, he was seven countries, war got worse, race relations got worse. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Like, he was supposed to come in here, bring change, bring hope, and he did the exact, most, most of the opposite. So I can't even think of one... You know, I can think of Jimmy Carter, who was a Democrat. He did, he did a good thing. He had a very good piece still in the Middle East. I can think of Richard Nixon. I mean, not Richard Nixon, sorry. Bill Clinton, you know, he balanced the budget. We had a very good budget. You know, that's a positive thing. I really cannot think of one positive thing Barack Obama did. I mean, he won the Nobel Peace Prize, but there was no reason for him to win it. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's something positive he did? I remember uh, with Obamacare, not a lot of people like Obamacare, but I think that's primarily because of the, uh, the insurance mandate that people were required to to get health insurance but one of the like one of the things that uh he tended to throw out there was that like uh insurance providers weren't able to kick you off for pre-existing health conditions which is definitely a a good protection against uh companies being able to just uh leave people that don't profit them which is which is basically what insurance companies could do if these protections weren't in place they would just be able to profit off of people that uh don't benefit from actually getting insurance but that's that's just one little thing. Yeah, that kind of think of. Boom! We have one thing finally. One thing. Finally, yeah. we came it's been this. a while since Obama's been in, uh, president. Yeah, yeah, it's been a solid three and a half years. So, or one that like three point seven five. About four. About about four. Um, which still confuses me because they're like uh, they they're still saying Obama everything Obama did 
has allowed the economy to like come back and all that. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a little while since yeah. uh, Obama was president. So, and besides that, I remember the stock market tanking because everyone that the night of the election, because everyone thought Hillary Clinton was going to get it. Mm-hmm. And then Trump came in. Uh, I remember the Obama, um, Biden, um, they, they said they were going to renegotiate NAFTA. Never got it done. Mm-hmm. Trump came in within his first term, got it done. They couldn't get it done for two terms. And when Nancy Pelosi was asked, should he get credit? Oh, no, Joe Biden was asked, should he get credit for that? He goes, no. And uh, why? Why would you not give that man credit? He did something in less, I mean, it might have been in two years. I, can't, I don't know exactly when it happened, but he did it within his first term when you could get done for two whole terms. Mm-hmm. Not to mention he got hard, hard, well, that sounds weird. He got hard on China and, you know, stopped them from doing certain things like banning TikTok. And economically, economically and um, foreign policy wise, he is absolutely killing it. Mm-hmm. Twitter. He needs to get off of Twitter. Yeah, Twitter but, <laughs> is kind of is kind of ruining him. If he would stay off Twitter, and people were able to actually see his actions versus his words, mm-hmm. um, or what the media portrays of him and his policy, things like that, the American people are much better off than they were. Yeah. So uh, I remember he brought up, you know, they were like, "Oh, well, you're a racist. You know, like you've made black people worse and off." And he goes, "What do you mean?" The black unemployment rate before COVID was the best it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And when the unemployment rate's low and everyone has a good job, they're going to be happy with their life because mm-hmm. they have money to spend on things they want to spend. They can spend their time where they want to. They can take off work because the work doesn't need them as much because they're still making bank. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think overall Trump's presidency has been a positive. It might not even be that much of a positive, but it's definitely been a positive versus a negative. Yeah. And it's definitely not just right down the middle either. It's de- mm-hmm. It definitely leans towards the positive. Um, whether you lean, lean right or left, basically the only thing that Trump's presidency has done is root out the extremists um, on both sides. <laughs> so, you know, that's the negative is we're becoming so polarized as a nation yeah. in terms of politics, which just isn't necessary when you're, you know, dealing with, with things like COVID. Yeah. So, man, to go ahead and kind of wrap up the podcast, we're just, you know, we're very excited because we're, uh, the college is going into phase three of COVID. We don't know what that's going to look like. Oh, no. That'd be but no idea. we're hoping it's open. You know, we get to meet in person. Um, yeah. So, Jenna, Jenna, what are clubs are you involved in that, you know, you can finally, you know, meet in person or, you know, what, how's it going to uh, affect you? Well, I think maybe like the the Association of Computer Machinery. I haven't heard from them in a while and that might be because of COVID. Uh, there was one called Habitat for Humanity. Mm. They go around and uh, support, support house building. That was one that I was uh, wanted to be involved in. I didn't do it last year. I did it first year of uh, college. It, it was pretty fun. So, but I, I think COVID has kind of prevented them from being able to take action anywhere, which is which is one bad thing about COVID. One of many, yeah. One of, one many, of many bad things. You know, there's just so many positive COVIDs, but that's one bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I'm just tired of these masks. I'm hoping we can get done with the masks before too long. Because I, I think once the election's over, basically all of this goes away. Yeah, I mean, it It does seem to be kind of going down. Like, uh, I'll look at the, like, a, like daily new cases and new deaths. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's still it's still bad, you know, but yeah. it, it does seem to have a downward trend. Yeah, and I mean, also, at this point, you're starting maybe to get towards herd immunity. Mm-hmm. so or as trump would say herd mentality yeah. but uh <laughs> i love how trump has one slip up you know mm-hmm. once a month and then joe biden has a hundred in a single speech mm-hmm. and then they're like oh, trump's mentally declining it's like no no well if, if trump's mentally declining biden is dead <laughs> you know so part, part of me is just would like joe biden to get 
elected just to see him mess up. Maybe on Twitter, maybe in speech. There'd be so and much then, And then see content. the Democrats start defending him mm-hmm. in the same way that Republicans defend Trump. Like yeah. when, when Trump says something stupid, the Democrats are like, oh, Trump is uh, is is the devil. And then, oh, dude, the media would be like, ha ha, good old Joe just yeah, making jokes be- for us. He said he was going to sell America to China. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Oh boy, it did. Whoops. Uh, yeah, you never, you know, and uh, Joe Biden, you know, is heavily connected to China mm-hmm. and thinks the world about them. So mm-hmm. that's a very big negative in my book. Um, even if I were a Democrat and I was like, well, Joe likes China. Hmm. Like that yeah. could be the one thing that would get me not to vote for him was it would be him liking China and his son getting millions of dollars from China for, for some weird thing. You know, his sons are very sketchy. Yeah, his sons are very sketchy. So, uh, well, I mean, they get it from their father. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but now yeah, I think definitely with phase three coming around, I think college will be much more enjoyable. It is still pretty enjoyable because you know I live in a uh, in a house with you know a bunch of a bunch of guys in our fraternity, so we always get to hang out um, yeah. with no mask too because you know we live together. So. Yeah, right. Um, just today, actually, I have a class that's supposed to be in person, but no one shows up. Everyone just goes online. And at the start of the the quarter, it was about like thirty people in a room. Kind of hard to introduce yourself with all those people. But just today, there was like five people who showed up, mm. and then we all started talking to each other. It was, was kind of nice. Yeah, I think I, I think this is really gonna, um, you know, cream of the crop. Uh, it's gonna separate the cream from the wheat because a lot of students, you know, who aren't good at teaching themselves are going to fail in this time period versus students who are good at teaching themselves, which I will say are going to be more successful in life generally. Um, you know, that's really gonna, it's really gonna become tit for tat about, uh, people finding it within themselves to actually care about school, even Mm -hmm. though they're at home and complete things. So, yeah, I mean, we had that somewhat with COVID, um, during the summer I took classes. So obviously that hit me more than maybe other people, Mm -hmm. but now that it's, you know, full blown, uh, a lot of people online, you know, um, cause there are, so I have a, in my management class, you have the opportunity to, you know, be there every day. Yeah. So I took that opportunity and there's a few other people who took that opportunity and I can already tell you, I'm seeing a difference in how much I'm learning. Cause I did go to one class online and then I missed the other one, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> uh, and so I did go to one class online and I really didn't pay attention mm-hmm. versus when I go in person, I feel like I learn a lot and I really enjoy it. Right. And I'd rather that class be my three-hour class versus this other class. So, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely enjoy supply chain management. It's a good degree. If you're listening, and you need a degree, supply chain management is like if you're decent at math and you're good with people skills and feel like you can handle managing people, mm-hmm. go with that. If you're a complete introvert like Jenna, no, yeah. <laughs> so, go for cyber engineering. No, cyber engineering is also you know obviously you got so many career choices making the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, That's correct. Security clearance apparently. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not not yet. It, the government takes forever. So that is true. That is the way it is. That's true. Yeah. The the NSA um, internship I'm going for. See, supply chain gets you place. Uh, it uh, it's going to take basically four to six weeks. So this internship you know doesn't start till summer, but you have to hop on it now. In order to even get close to being accepted, because yeah. they they gotta be you know they gotta make sure you ain't sketchy like you. I mean, hopefully my adopted since my family adopted uh, someone from China, hopefully that doesn't <laughs> have an impact. But that was years Absolutely. ago when China and the U.S. were um, on good relations. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll we'll see. Be like, well, your sister's Chinese, so we can't accept you. <laughs> oh well, that's racist. You can't do that. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely excited for the rest of the school year and the rest of the year in general. Everyone was doom and gloom, and I'm sitting here going. 
dude, this is sweet. We can, uh, you know, there's events, you, yep. there's things you can do without that. You can social distance, still have fun or, yeah. you know, be around certain people and have fun. You know, people you live with or people, you know, very well and are around all the time and, you know, you don't have to wear a mask and you have a good time and, um, yeah, I just didn't understand the doom and gloom because I, I helped run a fraternity and everyone was like, oh no, the world, the, the sky is falling. And I'm sitting there going, bros, we can, we can still have everything we would have had. We just got to do it online or figure out, you know, having groups under 10 or mm-hmm. whatever the restrictions are. Exactly. And we can still split each other up and do that. And they're like, no, we must keep everyone together. And then it finally got to the point where they said, okay, we have to split everyone up. And I was like, why didn't we just do that from the start, you know, <laughs> from the start. And we have to stop relying on things, um, you know, on, on people who give us these rules because we're waiting on an update for, you know, less strenuous rules. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, let's, you know, let's not even plan to have those rules. Let's just plan for what we have now. Yeah. And then we can just grow it if we want to. So because um, there's a big discussion of, oh, if we're going to have it in person versus online, I said, let's make a plan for both. Mm-hmm. Now nah, we're too, you know, we're not going to do that. It takes too much time. I was like, but if we have a plan for both, and then we, do, we don't have to get stressed out about, you know, having to make one or the other. Exactly, but, exactly. Yeah, it excited me, because I, I, li- I like to work. I like to, you know, sit down. I recently made a spreadsheet of stuff. I don't know. I, I'll sit down and get work done. Freaking nerd. <laughs> I, I like spreadsheets. These spreadsheets are great. They are pretty so. great. But I'm definitely starting to see a change in certain people maturing. I see people maturing and going into the real world, mm-hmm. which, to be honest, would I, I feel myself changing internally, too. And then I see people who are still, oh, I want to sleep until, you know, 1 o'clock and then wake yeah. up and do my classes and not really pay much attention, just trying to get through things. So mm-hmm. that's not going to work once you get to work. You know, mm-hmm. you're there all day. You're, you're getting stuff done. You might have to work 12-hour days, you know? Yeah. Um, supply chain, uh, probably, you know, you only work five days out of the week, but you're working 12-hour days mm-hmm. or so. And then, you know, you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, which is great. You know, see your family or whatever. But there's there's the give and take. And a lot of people sometimes aren't, aren't don't have the mindset of, oh, I have to work a 12-hour day, but they don't see the benefit of having a three-day weekend. They're short-sighted. Yeah. So... But no, I think uh, you got anything else to say, Jonah? Any last no, words of wisdom? Not really. Not really. No words of wisdom from Jonah. Well, nope, that's a bad I am not wise. <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah. Jonah, Jonah, I'm actually the wisest person in the room. Also the humblest. <laughs> yes, the humblest. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think that guy's the, the That guy over the there? Wisest. Yeah, I think he's the wisest. The monkey man with the cowboy hat. The gorilla statue with the cowboy hat? Yes. That is probably the wisest. No, you're probably right. So, But all right. Well, that has been yet another episode of Mondays with Mercy. Um, you used to hear the little monetization thing. We're no longer putting that on here because, first of all, it's useless to put it on here because <laughs> we're not going to get to the amount of views, sadly. But uh, also, the YouTube channel kind of um, – Still working on it. Still, Still working, working on, on it. it. We have the footage. We weren't able to put it up. Not. We don't have any footage for this episode just because it seems like we're not able to get the, the footage out there. So what I'm thinking is we might start just filming only video 10-minute segments of Mondays with Mercy, which would just kind of be um, maybe one topic and just that way it's sim- simple to get out there. Very limited editing mm-hmm. because my computer is too old, quote-unquote old, even though I bought it two years ago, to run the new Adobe Premiere. So I have to buy a new Apple uh, laptop eventually. So that's fun. Um, But yeah, so we'll try to get those up. Uh, Go follow the Instagram. We now have an Instagram of Mondays with Mercy. I still have to, you know, put some finishing touches, but you'll know it's ours by the uh, black and red logo, along with um, Jonas following it, as am I. Yes. And it is following us back. So give that, check that out. We'll be posting content on there. When we post a new podcast, we'll post on there as well. And uh, there'll be little content you don't see other places on there which we have to come up with at some point. 
Uh, yeah, we don't have a Twitter account yet. Maybe that'll come at some point. Probably not, because I don't like Twitter. I don't know if you do, Jenna. Yeah, I don't have a Twitter, so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Twitter might, you know, be a good place to, to get things out, but probably not. Um, but yeah, check, check out the, uh, Instagram. There is, a, I think I did create the YouTube channel, so you can go subscribe to that if you want to, but there's nothing on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, uh, yeah, so yeah, we've been, we've yeah. been busy. We're hoping you're busy, stay in good health yeah. and that'll do it for Mondays with Mercy. Yeah. One last yeah, Jenna? Yep. Yeah.